The Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. Good morning and welcome to the 3CR Spoken Word Programme. My name is Di Cousins and today in the studio we're going to be talking to Amy Vidosian. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, Di. Amy is a cabaret performer, a poet and a spoken word artist. Um, Now, Amy, you've just produced a new book, Wide Open. Wide Open. Wide open. Yes. Wide open. Mm, mm. In so many ways. So many. So how do you feel about your new book? How do I feel about my new book? Um, I feel proud and I feel um, thrilled and I feel relieved. Kind of many things. I feel like, um, I guess, like someone like a woman does when they look down at their child and maybe not that powerful but but not quite that powerful um yeah because there's probably not pure love there's possibly a little bit more uh, neurosis and criticism involved but I feel I feel really good Di I feel very happy I love it I think, well, congratulations. It's a lovely book and it's been beautifully produced and it not only has your poems, it also has your drawings. Yes. So it's exciting to see your your beautiful drawings. Yeah, I love the drawings. Um, I think I love, like, in a way the drawings excite me the most, not because they're like the best drawings in the world or, you know, it's not that really. It's just that they're... Well, because I draw and I don't think, you know, people don't really know that and I don't really, I'm not really an artist that like paints big paintings and, you know, it's not my thing. So just it's a good forum for me to like get them out. Yeah. And I feel like they have a lot of energy and because I'm a very, very kind of uh, alive performer, I feel like they bring some of that storytelling and energy to the poems. I think the the book would be a little more uh, stark without them. Yeah, I, I think that poetry books benefit from a visual element, you know, and um, uh, just having text on its own is a is a lost opportunity. It's good to have pictures, you know, photos or drawings or woodcut prints or whatever it is. Well, you do photos yeah. and you put them in yours. It's like more of your character. Yeah, you get to see more of the whole point of view. Yes. So now, Amy, you've been um, performing poetry for many years. Um, when did you – you came originally from Adelaide. When did you start performing in Adelaide? <laughs> well, really, well, right from when I was two. Right, okay. <laughs> I mean, Maybe when, not to a big audience, when, though. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no I'm, not, I'm not like a stage child or anything. But I was uh, – well, I probably like – Eight, 18 or 19. Right. Yeah. Yeah, great. And you moved to Melbourne in 2009. Yes. And um, and you've also 
Uh, just looking at the back of the book, um, you've performed in many festivals, the Woodford Folk Festival, the Falls Festival, the Big Day Out, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, the Melbourne Fringe and the Adelaide Fringe. How has that been, going to all those festivals? And uh, Well, everyone's been different. Um, <laughs> And you've just been in Adelaide? Yeah, well, this time around I had a really good season and uh, I just did my show Don't Worry, I've Got It Covered and that was like because I'm a cabaret performer and it was all covers but my arrangements of them and then um, ironically like I was worried because I thought it wouldn't be enough me but funnily enough uh, it turned out to be more me because like I've put my poems and my spoken word and my story and my banter in between the songs and I think because I've made it so, I don't know, it's ironic, it sort of ended up being more me, even though it's other people's work, because I think I've injected so much of myself into it. Great. Yes. So that was the Adelaide Fringe Festival. And I'm doing it in Melbourne. Yeah, I'm very excited. Oh, great. I love the show. When's that going to be on? Um, I don't really know. I'm just looking at when to do it. Okay. Probably in the wintertime sometime. Yeah, great. So um, now this is actually your second book. You're, you had a little handmade chat book once upon a time called Jewel. Oh, Jewels in the Mud. Yeah. Jewels in the Mud. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lovely book. Oh, did you like that? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. It mm. was cute. It was cute, yes. <laughs> but this one is a serious book with a proper publisher and an ISBN and, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah, it's a real... I'm a real person now. I bought it at readings. I know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I really exist. Totally established. Yeah, I'm an established. Yeah, I'm not just. I'm, I'm not just looking at the stars in the gutter. I'm now somehow halfway up. I was going to say how far I am up the ladder, but I'm not good enough at maths to work it out. No. Anyway, we're um, we're definitely not lying in the gutter and looking at the stars. We're definitely sitting at readings and yeah, having a chai latte. Yeah, it's. Definitely chai latte country. <laughs> anyway, now let's do a poem. Um, shall we start with over? Okay, let's start with over. Um, this is a breakup poem and many of them are. Now I have to give a language warning. Um, this is an erotic poem and um, it uh, has some explicit content. So if you are, have delicate ears, please change the channel. Yeah, it's it's has erotic, you know, moments. <laughs> but uh, I, I would suggest that you keep listening but, and open your no, <laughs> open yourself up to the experience. But uh, yeah, anyway, it's up to you. Over. You were rose gardens on a winter's eve. You were razor blades in the sun. You were frostbites on my nipples, molten lava on my tongue, between my legs as we writhed like slippery eels in the wet dreams of in-between. Suspended you and me. We were purgatory, you and me. A place where I could not die. A place where I could not be reborn. I wore black for five whole months. But to love is not to mourn. And yet beneath my veil, my eyelashes still glittered like diamonds from your touch. Beneath your 
barbed wire scrutiny. You, you still made me melt so much. But the scalpel of your resistance, your tireless critique, dissected my existence till I could barely speak. And I lay like lilies across your heart, your blackened heart, your petrified heart that opened to my wound when my legs came apart. (laughs) Yes, it bloomed and it swooned when my legs came apart. Oh, our wounds, how they swooned when we fucked each other's art. But so what? So somewhere now in the underworld we are making love and our souls they swirl and our flesh writhes with the worms and we burn and we burn yes out there in galaxies we burn you and me in unison you and me in galaxies you and me out there you and me but right here right now we are not meant to be on the summer street Amongst the cafes and the shops, amongst the spices and the meat and the cracked tiles and the mops and the mould and the toothbrushes and the safety pins and the red wine and the slippers and the bottles of gin. Amongst the hangovers in the park and the tracksuits and the trams and the snails in my garden and the red bricks and the old Greek man. Amongst the spoons and the earrings and the lattes and the chatter, we are not meant to be. We are not made of matter, you and me. We are just a whisper in the breeze. And we both know we need our daily bread. And though I would dearly love to stroke your head and do the crossword with you and watch faulty towers, we... We're just a whisper in the breeze. You were, you were rose gardens on a winter's eve. You were razor blades in the sun. You were abstract and impossible. You were the dove and you were the gun and you, you kissed blossoms all over my body and you spun silvery webs in my hair and you made me wet and slippery inside my underwear and we fucked and we lay in silence and we saw each other roar and we talked about our parents as we curled up on the floor but we were just a whisper and now we are no more. No gravestone to remember us, no flowers, no no parade, just a pigeon's feathers ruffling on an absent summer's day. Beautiful poem and a beautiful performance, Amy. Lovely, yeah. Um, and it's so visual, you know, the snails in my garden, the red bricks, Amongst the spoons, the earrings, the chatter, you know, it's a, it's a very observational poem. Yeah, I guess it is observational. <laughs> yeah. It came, that poem came so quickly. I had gone through a breakup of this dude and it's like five months, as it says in the poem, and it was that purgatory feeling. Um, and like we broke up and then 
I was just I remember because you know things are percolating and then they're like forming inside of you and and then like you don't know when it's going to come kind of thing like you know some come slowly and you labor over them and then some come quickly and they're almost fully formed and I remember I was on the tram and I'd just gone and seen um, a play by Emily Collier actually and it was really inspiring I really liked it um and I just remember being on the tram and I grabbed like bits of paper out of my um bag and I was like scrolling down things and then like I got home and it just like boom the whole thing almost completely formed just came out of me like half an hour beautiful yeah just Mm. (laughs) yeah well done well done it was good I like um there's no grave no gravestone to remember us no flowers no parade um it's funny that thing of grieving the loss of a relationship you know there is only uh the kind of the feelings you have to process there isn't any monument or no yeah that's true Mm. yeah that is true it's more it's sometimes harder less tangible one might say but a poem in a sense performs that role it's it, it creates that monument that memorial to the the lost moment that was how poetic die I believe you're a poet too, Di. <laughs> you gorgeous. That, that's <laughs> exemplified by that observation. <laughs> There's quite a lot of themes of loss in a lot of your work, I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tragic, isn't it? Yeah, there are. Yeah, I've really, like, um, yeah, I've experienced a lot of loss. Yeah. Mm. Just um, I don't know yeah I'm like yeah I don't have anything to say yes yes <laughs> it makes good material <laughs> yeah sometimes one wonders if one subconsciously seeks it out but one never sees it coming right so it's like oh here I am again but I don't actually design it that way. no no that's a deeply philosophical conversation <laughs> <laughs> okay we might just go to some music okay
You're listening to the 3CR Spoken Word Program and today we're talking to Amy Bedosian about her new book, Wide Open. And the track we just heard was from Liz Stringer's new record, All the Bridges, um, Anyone. So Amy, um, you've um, been working on this book for a long time, I think, haven't you? Yeah, it was like a long yeah, because I'm a complete neurotic. I've actually got obsessive compulsive disorder. So to do a book of poetry, to choose the poems, to deal with the placement of commas, like all of that, to actually just accept this, that it would, you know, just to have find an end point and not obsess over it was more challenging than you can ever imagine. You will never know how extremely challenging that was oh well you've done well and and you got help from some friends yeah just like uh, the Beatles said yeah I got help got by with a little help yeah Coralie Dimitriatis edited it um painstakingly with me dealing with my neurosis she was really really good oh that's good yes great okay so we're going to go to another poem ruined is there anything you'd like to say before we hear this one um, well, yeah, not so much. Yeah, it's a poem. It's like uh, it actually comes out of that moment when you've had a fight with a love and uh, that horrifying feeling when um, things are so good, like when you feel like things are so irretrievable and, yeah, just that painful feeling. But let's let the – I should let the poem, let the poem talk. speak. Okay. <laughs> Ruined. And in the book it says – um, but when I perform it, I don't say this, but in the book it says ruined and then it's got that little quote from Lady Macbeth. All the perfumes of Arabia could not sweeten this little hand. It's a dark, dark moment there. <clears throat> and this is the poem. <laughs> Our damage lies exposed in the stark light of day. Rotting flesh, the smell of decay. No words can sew these wounds shut, not now. The cold thud of defensiveness has hit. Fear has gripped our flowers, ripped them from their soil. Flies buzz around the spoiling meat. And my attempts to reawaken the sweet creature who saw into my heart just yesterday only make it worse. Wounded pride has murdered the glow in your eyes. The fire I so easily ignited last night so easily extinguished. And so this cannot be love. Love is a deep, unshakable trust. It is the rolling ocean that does not thrust its ego upon the moon but speaks to her in tides like a blossom knows it's time for spring and my thighs guide your body without conscious design and this trauma that has entered so soon, this coldness in my womb, it's our jagged ugly baggage, our wounds banging together. Like the first blow to a precious infant that shocks her tender heart, shatters innocence, bruises and scars. Looking out of my window, I see the stars that shine fearless and clear in the distance and dream of us shedding our pasts, casting off our crippling myths and opening our 
terrified hearts to love. A great aspiration. Yes. Yes. With all the closedness in the world to open our hearts to love, it's a beautiful, beautiful idea. Yes. It's uh, that thing of uh, all this, well, what you know, what it just said, basically, you know, all of our baggage and our issues and everything that get in the way of the purity, which is what you experience in the good moments. I feel like that's kind of like, you know, you're just sort of looking at God or something like that. Yeah. And then all the genetics and neurosis and you know your grade two teacher that said something to you when you were you know whatever all comes in and gets in the way of the blossoming flower yeah (laughs) and pours acid on it yeah it just comes in and (laughs) basically yes so um and uh one of the things that uh, you do a lot of is um uh live performances in Melbourne at places like Passionate Tongues and uh, and other other live readings around town. Yeah. And um and do you find that helps to inspire your work? Um uh you mean by watching other people? Well, yeah, just the sort of the need to keep writing and keep it fresh. Yeah, definitely, because like uh in fact I wrote a piece last year um uh, and I, the spoken word prize was coming up and I happened to get nominated for it. And I was like, oh, I don't have anything, you know, I don't have the right thing. And so it forced me to um, make a piece that I love. Yes. Great. Okay. Now what's the next one? Um, I think the next one is on your request, Di, at your... At the your, birds. The birds, yes. Yes. So you asked me to do it. And I haven't, I must tell the, the uh, people... That I haven't, um, I haven't looked at this poem for a very long time. I haven't read it for about a year, but I'm going to reacquaint myself with it live right now. Um, it's exciting that way. It's exciting, yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm pretty myopic, so I'm just trying to hold the book close enough to my face. The birds, <sighs> people with fragile, unreachable eyes, fidget on trams. A man touches his head three times every minute just to check it's still there. The forgotten ones hum fragments of songs they once knew. (laughs) Confused half grabs at lullabies and anthems, broken tunes that once burned without apology are now merely diseased ditties that irritate the air with their incompletion. Western wounds clumsily gauzed the blood seeps through my womb flowers red blooms plugged up on trams it aches for you and speaks its secret language to the moon a language as mysterious and as accessible as the wind and the flowers and the dirt and our whisper that can be heard across continents If I speak quietly enough, you will hear me. And if I smash my rigid mind upon the axe of now, all that remains is a deep calm that hums in my cells. My blood knows your name. Walking home beneath a winter sky with its blue-grey-white immaculate light, I pause for a garden stained with roses weeping from a bush and for the old painted 
pink-haired lady who glides daily up my street. Her feet never seem to touch the ground. She says, God bless to me. Temples are everywhere. And the birds, the birds, how they sing. The birds, the birds are everything. Their calls are all that matters as the light shifts and fades and I drift through my days. The birds are all that matters. Back on the tram, people with unreachable eyes fidget, their hands twitch and tremble. A man hums and stops when I turn around. I just long to hear his song right through. The sound of its clipped wings is torture. And my plugged up womb, it it aches for you. My red blooms burn and burst for you and speak their secret language to the moon. A language as private and as public as the fragmented tunes of displaced commuters. Through the tram window, I see a toy poodle straining its leash. Its woolly neurosis titillates me and I laugh and I laugh and I laugh. Walking home again, drifting through the days in a dream-coloured haze, I pause for weeping roses and for the old, painted, pink-haired lady who says, God bless, and for the kind Italian man who makes me feel like his daughter. Yes, temples are everywhere. And as I waltz down the street, I sing a tune loudly to the moon. I sing it proudly all the way through from its start to its finish and I skip and I croon at the top of my lungs. And the birds, the birds, oh how they sing. The birds, the birds are everything. Their calls are all that matters. As I drift through my days and the light shifts and fades, the birds are all that matters. Beautiful work, Amy. Um, So we've got just enough time for one more poem. So what about the um, title poem? The title poem, Meditation in brackets, Wide Open. My heart will not harden in fear or in hope. If he comes, he comes If he can't, then he won't. But I will soften eternally open to the sky, the flowers, the lightning, the rain, the meteor showers, the pleasure, the pain. I will expand wet and endless like the ocean uncontained. I will breathe the crisp winter air deep into my lungs with a fearless throat. I will not wait for him to come, but I won't deny him either. I will not refuse the sun. I will stay right here. I will not run from anything. If he comes, he comes. If he can't, then he won't. I will not drown in fear. I will not freeze in hope. I will smile at the roses with a tender heart and I will dance with the clouds and I will fall apart again and again, each time opening a little more to the rain and the passers-by and the magpies and the grey Melbourne streets. I will not try to keep it together. 
I will surrender to the whole catastrophe. A lovely piece and um, and a beautiful thought, you know, no matter what's going on, we have to keep our openness and not freeze up. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I feel like uh, there's a fame, there's a quote by my favourite meditation teacher, Pema Chodron, who says, abandon hope. And I just like that whole thing of fear and hope being two sides of the same coin and you know, that's possibly controversial. It's a bit deep to get into because people believe in hope a lot. But, you know, wanting to things to be other than they are and fear, I'm afraid it's going to be like this or hope. I hope it's going to be like this. And expectations are killer, Di. Yeah, so acceptance, some acceptance. sort of radical acceptance and then you can radical. appreciate the present. Yes, mm. in all its vivid horror. <laughs> <laughs> And with this happy note, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this has been the 3CR Spoken Word Program. My name is Di Cousins and we've been talking to Amy Bodossian about Wide Open.